0: through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show.
1: Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan BCRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. Before we get started, I have to tell you about our current uh, apartment offering, the Verdeer at Herman Park Apartments in the heart of Houston, Texas. This is our third partnership with QC Capital, and each investment has performed at or above expectations so far, with our first offering selling in just 20 months. This is an A-class asset with spacious one-, two-, and three-bedroom units with convenient access to major employers like Texas Medical Center. The Verdeer has annualized returns projected at 15% or more and an equity multiple above 1.6 over a short four-year period. If you're interested in this investment opportunity, make sure you reach out to me at bobby at OnCallInvestments.com today. Now, as always, I like to start these particular episodes off with a quote that gets me thinking. S. Leonard Rubenstein once said, Curiosity is a willing, a proud, and eager confession of ignorance. I really like this quote because it encapsulates the juxtaposition between ignorance and curiosity. It's one thing to admit that we don't know something, but it's another thing completely to say, I don't know, but I want to find out. But let's take this apart a bit more. While often used as a derogatory word, ignorance is defined simply as a lack of knowledge or information. Society pushes us to know at least something about certain topics. We don't want to look uninformed at the dinner table or amongst our peers, But we've all seen the problems created when the uninformed believe that their limited knowledge trumps that of seasoned experts. Ignorance mixed with ego can be a dangerous combination. And of course, we've all heard the phrase, curiosity killed the cat, which I think was often used to get children to just quit asking so many darn questions. Why is the sky blue? What makes stars twinkle? Why are leaves green? Why do tigers have stripes? How many parents and teachers have been driven crazy by the curiosity of children when all we want is a moment's peace? Children are driven by their ignorance and their curiosity to figure things out, while adults too often try to stamp it out of them by simultaneously teaching them what we want them to know, but shushing them when they ask uncomfortable questions. The key is not to use ignorance as an excuse not to learn. I can't tell you how much it would frustrate me when a particular unit secretary would look me dead in the eyes as I tried to explain my rationale and say, Honey, I don't know nothing about that, and I don't care because that's not my job. Understanding can lead to better teamwork all around, but some people just want to stick their fingers in their ears while the world goes on around them. Or even worse, I mean, we all know people who think they have everything about this world figured out. Their views and beliefs are deeply fixed, and their mindset is unlikely to shift even with strong, contradicting evidence. There's little that can combat willful ignorance, no matter how it's been cultivated. And as you probably figured out already, ignorance itself is not a bad thing. It's all right to not know everything, even in adulthood. In fact, I've found ignorance to be a huge driver for this podcast. I see someone with a side hustle that I know very little about, and it makes me curious to know more. While we normally associate curiosity with children, there is research on the benefits of curiosity for adults too. It enhances learning, the quality of interpersonal relationships, and memory. And anyone who has studied leadership knows the value of curiosity. It helps us adapt to uncertainty, think more deeply and rationally about decisions, produce more creative solutions, and develop more collaborative relationships across the board. For curiosity to exist in our own lives, we first must have three conditions. You must become aware of a gap in your knowledge. You must desire to fill in that knowledge gap. And you must seek out information. Now, that seems pretty simple, right? But how do you cultivate this in your daily life? Just so happens I have a few suggestions. Number one, embrace your uncertainty. You want to really blow your mind? Look up the list of common misconceptions on Wikipedia. Or just click on the link that I got in the show notes. Fortune cookies were actually created by the Japanese and introduced to the U.S. They happen to be pretty rare in China. And Twinkies only have a shelf life of 45 days, despite rumors that they remain edible for decades. And did you know that the seeds of chili peppers aren't the spicy part? It's the pith, which is the part of the pepper that the seeds are attached to. And when you start to question a few things, you may end up questioning much more than that. It's an opportunity to learn new things. Number two, Tune in to your information gaps. You ever read an article and wonder about the research behind it? The whole reason I go down rabbit holes is to confirm or deny my own suspicions about a particular subject. Don't be afraid to admit that you aren't an expert on something. I mean, sometimes you just have to GTS. Google that stuff. Number three, slow down. You can schedule a couple of five to ten minute breaks on your phone during the day Uh, You can use this time to be mindful of your surroundings, focus on your breathing, maybe even do a bit of journaling. This practice not only helps to restore your mental energy, but it can lead to random thoughts about things you might not have noticed before. You can use this newfound awareness to discover more questions about the world around you. Number four, read, read, read. Now, I've always been envious of folks that vow to read a book per week for an entire year. I mean, I love reading, but... I happen to read more articles now than I do books, but it's not enough to just read about your favorite sports teams or continuing education stuff. Scheduling reading time every day helps you to explore topics that you're curious about or expand your horizons. Fiction, nonfiction, it doesn't matter as long as it inspires your sense of curiosity. Number five, focus on others. This can be challenging because listening is kind of hard. But if you treat the people around you as teachers from whom you can learn, if you ask the right questions, listen carefully, you're going to find wells of knowledge and experience around you that you didn't even know existed. Number six, reconnect with your creative side. Have you ever gone through your old notebooks from school? I still have books and journals from classes that I took on the history of science and religion. And when I look at them, it often takes me back to that sense of wonder that I had about the world around me. You might be pleasantly surprised when you begin reconnecting with the things that you used to be curious about. And of course, if you have children, you can use their school projects to learn and create as well when you're giving them a hand. And finally, number 7, take an online course. There are all kinds of free and cheap resources out there on nearly any subject you can think of. Harvard X offers free self-paced courses in computer science, language, history, philosophy, The Great Courses currently has a sale through February 2nd to get courses for $35. I'm getting one on playing the guitar since I've always wanted to learn. So choose something that excites you and pursue it. Like many things, genuine curiosity is a habit that can be woven into many aspects of your life. It's not this temporary state that just swoops in to spark inspiration, but it's a skill that you can improve with effort. It can become second nature once you really start to cultivate it. And by applying some of the methods that I've mentioned and some of your own devising, too, you can begin to turn curiosity into a lifelong habit. That's what I've got for you today. Make sure you check out the show notes for helpful links. And if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a five star review. I'd love to hear what you thought of the show. If you're interested in passive income opportunities like the Verdeer at Herman Park in Houston, um, you know, let me know. Visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com or reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at Bobby at OnCallInvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They're dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.OnCallInvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find OnCall Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.